In the final days, the Silmarils will be gathered together from the earth, from the sky, and from the waters. I don't want to get just for me. I would love to get just for me. No, I would think, think about everybody. Yeah, I'll think about everybody. So the last time when we last one we did was the pocket mirror that allows you to view a person or location five times per year for one minute. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. it's not detectable. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that'd be so handy with the upcoming war. You know what I mean? It's not detectable. They're, they're yeah. moving and all that. Yeah. I mean. More and Star would love to have that item. But so would we again, sir. Owen says it's beautifully made. <laughs> really handy for when someone's coming knocking on your door and you can identify who they are, where they are next. Okay. Um, the next item is a blue crystal. It's a blue rock. It's about the size of your fist. I on, you mean like a bowl? <laughs> What? That size of my fist, you mean like a bowl? A blue rock, a blue crystal. But I have a bowl the size of my fist. <laughs> no, oh, uh, it's a blue crystal, a blue rock. Um, it's deep blue, dark blue, almost like a sapphire. Uh, doesn't have any markings, just very irregularly shaped. It's not cut. It looks like just a blue rock. Um, looks like some... It, it, maybe the... Dwarves and Moria might have dug it up or something. Um, but it looks like a dull blue rock. It's clean. It's not dirty. It's got no soil on it or anything like that. It is clean. It is smooth. Um, and reflects the light quite nice. Um, he comes over and he taps off his stick a couple of times. And he says, are you interested in stones? I'm interested in everything. You might be interested in this. It allows you to see 53 feet, 50 feet through solid rock. That's pretty cool. Or 153 feet through earth. Pretty cool if you're in caves and all that. It's a crystal of rock vision. That's all it does. 
Yeah. It allows you to see 50 feet through solid rock or 150 feet through earth. It is good, not bad. You get the impression that all these items that you're laid around are more... They're, they're not necessarily good or necessarily bad, but in the wrong hands they could be, like, lethal. But in the right hands they could be beneficial. Yeah, yeah. But... Very elven-like of them, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's not the item's fault for causing mayhem. It's the person who's using the damn item. You can see that you're undecided about that one, so he silently moves across the canvas. There's a few more elves, kind of like, stop putting some crates together. Oh no, where have you got in the crates? <laughs> don't take stuff. Awen says she's already looked over those. They're just mundane weapons. One, weapons that don't have any magical properties, but are like, decorative. Oh, okay. No worries. You know, like, might be plus five or something like plus five or plus ten swords and daggers that are just like, being like, finely made. Don't have any magical properties. They're just nicely made. Um... They will be scattered. You know, it, it, it wouldn't be such a bad thing if the humans got their hands on them because they'll just see them as being nicely made daggers by some long-lost craftsmen of the past. Uh, eventually they will deteriorate because they don't have any preservation properties on them. They'll just fall apart. Um, unless they're well looked after. Um, Non-magical items. That's what the class does. Moves over to a very odd-looking, um, odd-looking object. It's six iron balls that seem to be attached to, like, stuck to one another. Yeah, they were weird when they came out. They all rolled away and then came back together. Yeah. Um, he, uh, as you start moving towards you, he raises his stick and he says, "Are you wearing any metal armor?" Yes. Then. Maybe you should step back. Fair enough. I step back. I'll go on steps further back than what you do. <laughs> everybody, in fact, inadvertently, every kind of like everybody kind of like shuffles back a little bit. And he says, "These are magnetic orbs. They attach themselves to armor, metal armor, obviously. Upon attachment." They deliver electrical damage consistently. Okay. Is it like one all past the touch, or is it all the past the touch? Sorry? No, 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 it's one of them. Oh, they okay. may be placed in various areas around your encampment, or around your residence, or along a path, or at a junction, or crossroads, or something like that. Provided the... Residence, I forget where they are and just walk into them. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> they um, they can be dangerous. Like, imagine you riding past one day and they attach themselves to the hooves of your horse. Mm. They will electrocute upon contact. I'm sure you'll find a use for them. Yeah. They, they are put into the area of the map that's considered dangerous. <laughs> uh, I understand that. I understand why they would be dangerous. 
They're all they're all connected together. They're all magnetic to each other at the moment. While they're magnetic to each other, they're inert. But once they're separated and then they're placed or planted, then they become active. They become charged. Um, they immediately will latch themselves onto anything metal. When they latch themselves onto anything metal, then following round, they will electrocute from an internal power energy. They will send electrical arc across that metal metal structure. No, well, I don't think I'll be using them anytime soon. So don't worry. They continually do it until they are safely detached from that me that metal object. Yes, no worries. Don't worry. They're quite lethal. Sure, they are. But my luck, I'll probably end up dropping them near me. Arwen makes the comment of. Uh, Promising not to use them for a game of balls. <laughs> you could, in fact, stack them around like the walls area, and, you know, where areas would be easily breached by the gates. You know. Oh yeah, and then the gate closes, and <laughs> or the gate opens, and <laughs> you know, in times of like need when you're fighting. Yeah. Yep. It, I... The well, example, yeah, the example he uses, they will be buried in the ground, like like planted in the ground around a path or at a, a crossroads or at a on a field or something like that. You know what I mean, like that kind of thing. Um, but uh, they have to be planted by somebody who's not wearing any armor or any metal armor, um, because they they'd be safe, they'd be handled safely. Right, and let's, let's jump to the next one. Once they're being connected all back together again, they become inert and they can be carried. Right, it's just a magnet mine. Yeah, they're quite they're quite dangerous. Uh, the next one is a small stone with a rune on it. Um, it's a flat stone, quite a thin stone. A great one for skimming across water. Teleporting stone, come on. Hmm? Could they be a teleporting stone? All my fingers crossed, like, let it be a teleporting stone. <laughs> Surprisingly, he reaches out and picks this one up. And he says, think of something. Uh, <laughs> okay. You have to tell him what you're thinking of. Oh, we did say that. <laughs> yeah. Canton of ale. <laughs> okay. He places it on the ground and it becomes a, a, a canteen full of ale. Originally, I started thinking of ladies' underwear, and I thought, better change that. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a, 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 cant a canteen full of ale. As he places on the floor, you can see it, like, it grows and it morphs and it changes into a canteen of ale. Oh. That he says, but I wouldn't go and take it. What's that? Anybody who goes and picks up this, and he pauses and says, canteen of ale will immediately be paralyzed so it's a trap if i said like a would you like uh, to try it like a stone ball or a, a black orb it would become a black orb as long as it's not too large it has to be hand sized you know like 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 it has to be handled you can't say like i want to tend to a castle or something like that it, and no moving parts. It it become a solid particular object. Um, if anybody picks it up or tries to handle it, 
they are instantly paralyzed. <laughs> when it's picked back up, the person holding it, it will shapeshift back into its stone with the rune on. And they will be paralyzed. Their hands will be locked around the stone. And they won't be able to move. It's then up to the actual owner of the stone to take the stone out of the hand. And that will release them from the paralysis. Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I want to ask a question on that one. You can try. You're not there, but go ahead. You, well, player to GM. Okay. Um, do we have to attune to that particular no. stone? No. Most so, to so hold on. Let, let me see if I get this, this straight. If Theo has to take that stone and he says he doesn't want it, but he thinks either myself or Estelle... Can hand it off to you. So... How as long as he doesn't, become... he, as long as he doesn't say, "I want it to become a ring," or "I want it to become a diamond," or "I want it to become like a clockwork orange," how, or does, how does transfer of ownership? Oh, he, 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 he passes it to you, but yeah. wishes it to remain the actual runestone, yeah, like to, to maintain its form. Yeah, yeah, to maintain its form, it doesn't become something else. If it becomes something else, it becomes active. But then that doesn't. doesn't... That hmm? doesn't necessarily answer the question of... In the field, um, you don't have to tune to it. Or you like, you don't no have to tune to it. it. He, just, he just hands it to you, but wants it to remain the rune stone, not an actual another object. Right. Okay? Okay. So you can pass it from person to person. But if you set it down somewhere and say, become a book, or become the black orb, or become the white orb, or become a candlestick, or whatever it is, like, you're somewhat small, that can be handled. And somebody comes over and interacts with it, when they touch it or pick it up, their hands will lock around the item and they become paralyzed for number of round number of rounds equal to the user who set the item. Hmm. So if you if, if Theo decided to say like it's a water canteen and put it down and then somebody came along and picked it up, he'd be paralyzed for fourteen rounds. Or until Theo came over and took the item out of their hand and then it would release them from paralysis. Hmm. That's quite a nice tool there. Everybody's <laughs> thinking now, aren't they? <laughs> have a key that you want to make look like a double and you want to place it somewhere just in case you know you have a secret door that needs yeah, to be locked. double of like a Cimarill or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it would it, a detect magic it on it would reveal it as being magical. Light. Yeah, yeah. It's a normal stuff will apply. So if anybody casts detect magic on it, it would reveal it to be magic. Um, a detect trap wouldn't show up. Um, but a detect magic would, okay? Yeah. It returns back to its rooms. Because it has different type of power on it, and then the, the, the power of the heat and the light on it. Yeah, it would It would still, if, to a lay person, a person who has no magical properties, what's going to go along and say, oh, shiny jewel, and I'll go and grab it, and then that's yeah. it, you know, like, and they're paralyzed for like 14 rounds. Anyone who would know they're after a Cimarron would know that. They can't. Yeah, they can't break the paralysis. They are paralyzed. They are frozen in stasis of actually where they pick the item up. It's kind of like um, a a security officer's like burglary device kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hinting about you know their special vault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. But it can become anything you wish it to become, provided it's small enough to be handled. Okay, it remains in that form until either you go and retrieve it or somebody else interacts with it. No worries. What's next? 
At the cooking pot. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about that. It looks very similar to the cooking pot that you lost in Dulguldor, except it seems to be smaller, from what you remember. Uh, is it a cooking pot that allows you to, like, purify food or cook automatically? The monk looks at you and he says, almost. Have you encountered such an item before? I did, I dropped one in Dulguldor. Oh. Then you'd be familiar with this one. It's a pot of herb preparation. Provided you've got the herbs, this pot will magically prepare those herbs for later use with a plus 10 bonus. Well, that's pretty good, considering I know myself <laughs> I received a, a bowl full of herbs. <laughs> it will magically, provided you have the Does that herbs. that also encounter like poisons as well? Does that No, just herbs. Just herbs. Yeah. It will prepare the herbs automatically for you. Any herbs that are prepared in there will have a plus 10 use herb advantage. It takes one minute for the herbs to be prepared automatically by dropping them into that pot. Okay. That's like mushrooms. And there's roots. too many things now to decide. I know. I know. You can see the, like, the things like you're going, mm, um, mm. Um, it doesn't wait for your response, and he takes a long stride over to the four horseshoes. <laughs> a man of Rohan, you recognize these items. Yes, they're what were you in the business called horseshoes? Mm. <laughs> these ones are very special. I originally found some um, horseshoes of a uh, Shadow Walker. No, Stealth Walker? Shadow Walker. I think it was called Shadow Walker. It was the, it was the Ghost Rider book. Ghost Rider, <laughs> that was the one. That's enough. Then you'd be familiar with these ones. These are of the Spirit Rider. Like your horse of spirit form? It allows the horse and the rider to become invisible. I'm beginning to wonder whether I should have went to get Aragorn. Three things though. It allows the horse and the rider to become invisible for one round per level as a single unit. But if you were to dismount the animal, you'll become visible again. That's nice. But I don't want them. <laughs> You'd be able to ride invisible. You and the horse. I can now do that on my own. It's fine. Okay. Doesn't mean I have to use magic, but I can do it. <laughs> he kind of like nods, smiles. I did like... it to a tree. Sorry? I did it to a tree. I made you a did. tree invisible. You did, yeah. It wasn't well, moving actually, at the time, but. I yeah. will ask you. Oh. So the horse, because yes. it's moving, doesn't yes. like inactivate the, the magic. But also, what if I shoot or attack from that invisible horse? Do I then become seen, or is it still invisible? No, you remain invisible for the duration of the activation, which is one round per level. It's actually kind of better than what I have, then. At least I don't have to attack and If you were to dismount, or if you were knocked off the horse, you no longer become a single unit. You both become visible. If I have two people on that horse, does it... You will be invisible, them? yes. <laughs> You'll become, you'll become one unit. 
So if you have two people on the horse and you activate the, you be, it's called the Spirit Rider. You become invisible for the duration of your level per round. Now that'd be good gifts. <laughs> You're just riding along and then phew, disappear. I, I like that idea. I do what I like. <laughs> you can attack. Yes, you can attack. You still remain invisible. You get the benefits of being making an invisible attack. No, I like that However, idea. if you, for the duration, uh, so 14 rounds of the more, 14 rounds later, you will reappear on horseback, or unless you dismounted. If you dismounted, you're no longer a single unit. Therefore, the spell is broken. It's called the Horseshoes of the Spirit Rider. But you're familiar with the Horseshoes of the Ghost Rider. These are just a variation of that. Mm. You can see there's a, a smile starting to build across your, his, his face now because he's realizing that you have a dilemma of picking three. Gaily steps over the spy camp, the, the the spy master's tent. I haven't already explained what that is. In front of him is the curious item. A set of iron handcuffs. Decorated, unusually. Not prisoner handcuffs, as such. Told you they're pink and fluffy, ready for the bedroom. They're not quite pink and fluffy, but they're um, of a of a, a kind of a like a a brushed steel, a grey steel. Elven words are carved into them. Interrogation, maybe. These are the handcuffs of mentalism. They'll prevent anyone from casting open, closed, or even mentalism spells while they're being worn. They are locked with a normal key. The key is in the actual lock on the handcuffs. Oh. They're used by, um, mergents, by, uh, entity hunters, that kind of person. People, magic users, they wish to take into custody. They simply just put the handcuffs on them, and that prevents them from casting a great deal of many spells from open, closed, and evil mentalism, which is a lot of spells. They can cast their base spells, but um, open, closed, and evil mentalism spells, they are not castable from the person wearing these handcuffs. They can be removed by a small key, a small silver key that's attached to the handcuffs. We've already spoken about the Ring of Renewal. I can see you have a great interest in that. The underwear of warming, or the underwear of comfort. I can see your, you have no need of them. You can uh, see I like a, Lady Arwen. I can see a lady's bra and knickers on the floor there. Yeah, Lady Arwen was looking at them. <laughs> they will keep you comfortably warm or cold in warm and cold climates. Because I, I, I can't really see, are they lewd sort of under, underwear or are they just normal sort of? They're just normal, they're very plain. And do um, they fit all sizes? They're medium, they're size medium. So when it, on your character sheet where it says size, if, yeah. it, if you are size medium. So not suitable I for hobbits or dwarves. And they definitely won't fit any trolls or giants. 
I was just kind of thinking. Oh no, their size medium, so average size female, elf human size. Yep. They they would be good for Marisha. Um, they would keep you warm in cold climates. They keep you cool in cold in hot climates. Sorry, hot climates. Okay, they're called the underwear of comfort. Um, he acknowledges the fact that you're not interested in wearing such things. Oh, no, and strides straight past them. Moves to, it's moved across the other side of the canvas now. Uh, to two silver plates. They look like symbols. But they're actually plates. They're like serving plates. Um, each one's about 10 inches in size. And he reaches down, picks one up. And passes one to you to hold. Okie dokie, I hold. Hold it, it feels like a normal just silver plate, like a silver platter that you've been served with at any tavern. And hmm? Pin it over so I can check the back of it. And you check the back of it, there's no markings on it at all. They're very plain silver, but they are like mirrored surfaces. They are clean. Um, there's no markings as such. Um, very just like almost like polished mirrors, but they are serving plates. They look like silver serving plates that you will find in any tavern. Or any high-end place of stay. Um, he then reaches down and picks up the second plate, and then walks over to the far side of the canvas. He asks you if you've got a coin. I do. Yes. Would you mind placing it on your plate? Does it matter any type of coin, or no matter? Okay, I put a silver down. Reach in your pocket, take out a silver piece, and you place it on the plate. And then yep. you watch as it disappears. And then it reappears on his plate. Oh, wow. Can you put anything on it, or...? Provided it fits on the plate. What if I, I mean, stand on it? I don't think that would work. Oh. <laughs> it has to be an item that fits on the plate, I'm guessing. What if I stood on it? <laughs> How far away can it like teleport things? Can it come back? Or is it just one way? He places the coin that you sent him. He places it on the plate. And it appears on your plate. A second oh, or so later. Nice. Range is infinite. That is cool. The plates have to be on a flat surface or horizontal. You don't want things to start appearing and falling off the plate. Uh-huh. But, um... That's cool for, like, sending information back and forth for people, like... Does, do you possess a... Do you possess a small magical item? Yeah, it says, do you possess a small magical item? Uh, yes. Would you mind placing it on the plate? Just trying to think if I actually do have a small item. All my items, it, I think, are big. Because uh, Lady Arwen kind of steps forward as if, like, seeing you struggle. Like, um, she takes off Evenstar, her elven necklace. I don't actually do have any small items. And places it on the plate. And then you see it as it materialize, dematerializes and reappears on his plate. 
These are called the plates of sharing. Magical items, messages, objects, small enough to fit on the plate may be tra transferred from one plate to another instantaneously across infinite distances. Magical properties are transferred as well. The item is not duplicated or anything, it's just sent. So because that's already been sent through, can I then resend another thing through while that's still on there or does that have to Yes, be yes, yes. It, you, if you want, they'll just all collect on the end of the plate. So I've got a teleport in stone, which I actually is a small item. So yeah. I put it on there. Yes. And then that goes through there as well. Yeah, it, it appears on the plate alongside the even star necklace. Oh, that's pretty cool. Very good for information gathering. They're called. They were invented for um, dining purposes, for sending things. Have you seen the size of the tables that people sit at these days? No. They're very long. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Brings a new meaning to please pass me the salt, dear. Isn't that what you usually have servants for, so they can walk up and down? <laughs> <laughs> That's what a rich person says. Like, yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> simply just place the item on the plate, and it is immediately... You have one in the kitchen boy. and one in the hallway, and you just put the bottle of wine on there, and it's appeared next to you, ready. Yeah, if that's what suits you, then yes. I'll get my items back now. <laughs> You get your items back, and then he places the plates back on the floor again. He take, reaches out and takes your plate and places them side by side on the canvas. What if the... you put a plate on the plate? It doesn't work. Okay. They're no, plates of sharing, not plates of... Yeah, they're, they're plates of sharing. Okay. Um, but yes, one person would have one plate, one person would have the other. And assuming you were in one end of the table and the other person's other end of the table, or on one side of a castle, the other side of the castle, one side of a city, the other side of the city, one side of the world, the other side of the world. From one dimension to another dimension. No, that's only on the same plane of existence. Oh, well, I thought I'd better ask. Yes. Uh, the object is immediately transferred from one plate to another plate. If it has magical properties, then it retains those magical properties. And it can be used as many times as required. Although I do advise that the plates remain flat, we wouldn't want bottles of wine falling sideways and creating a mess. Yeah. Or, and he looks over to you and he says, glass orbs falling from plates. Yeah. <laughs> Can be damaging. Yeah. Unless they're indestructible. But well, yeah. let's hope they are. Um. Oh. The snow globe we have covered. Hmm? The snow globe. The ability to control the snowfall in oh, a yes, region. Yes. Yes. And the elven cloak we've also gone over. That seems to be everything. Is there anything that takes your fancy? Before I process them, right? Hmm? Uh, have you got anything that... Because I've seen one helmet here. Have you got any other helmets that might... Not at the moment. I mean, the elves will return in time. Um, with extra things, but I don't give many instruction of what to bring. They just bring what they find. Yeah. I mean, I like the bow. I like the helmet. I like the uh, the time necklace. I like the heart necklace. I like the uh, armor that gives you stalk and hiding. I like the, the parcel of herb. I like the mirror. <laughs> he starts giggling to himself. 
you're allowed three. I know, I know, I know. Arwen says, anything that you don't pick, I'm, I'm sure we can take. Um, maybe gifts for uh, Galadriel and Celeborn and Elrond and others. It's their items, but... <laughs> No, I mean, but they can still, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've made so many items over the years. I'm sure there's one or two they've probably forgotten about. This is what Argon's explaining. Um, I like that helmet. Yeah, I really do. Can minus, I try it on yeah. to see the, the visual? You there? can try it on. Yeah, you can try it on if you want to try it on. If it's it's a medium sized helmet, it's designed for a a human or an elf or a half elf. Put the helmet on. If what it's my, okay, like visual range. Your looking. visual fine. Visual as if you're not actually wearing a helmet. Um, but if anybody make an attack against you, rolls under twenty-one on their attack roll. It's no, null. Look, my eyesight's not like. Nope. Um, oh, that's really good. It's null and void. Basically, it's 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 uh, what did I say it was. It was uh, Nero's. What was it? I just put his hat. Nero's Displacer. That was it. Nero's Displacer. It's a magical helmet. All unmodified, under 21 or less. 21 or less attack rolls are automatic miss. Even if they've got a D, an OB of like 350 or 500. I like the bug. If they roll under 21, it's an automatic miss. I also like yeah. the, uh, the alarm. Network. It is quite a powerful item. It's, um... I also like the stalk and hide. Basically, if you're working it out, you've got a 1 in 5 chance of them missing. Because it's 20%, isn't it? 21%. I don't think I'll give the mirror to Estelle because that's too much. <laughs> uh, keeping too many more secrets. You said that you were interested in one of the tents as well. Oh, I tell I more things and you think I still keep my secrets. There's two, two tents. There's the commander. Hinting to keep the, the commander's tent or the commander's camp or the or base camp kind of thing, no, which right, is the, the tents I'm not interested in. Oh, okay, but there's two tents, yeah. I'm just saying there's two tents. Oh, there's the spy master's tent, which is an invisible tent. I feel like I should pick up stuff for Estelle and Dylan Travis, but it's up to you what do you decide. They're not here. Could just say that I just found this stuff in your room. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it will be cleansed or will be like casted off as being like rejects or like or will be taken with the elves yeah, to Valinor. Some of these items will be useful in Valinor. Um, okay, you know me. No, I'm not going there. I know, Maybe but I the elves are. Um, so they will be put to one side. They're they're in various piles at the moment on various carts and wagons. Um, guarded by really about 50, 60, maybe 70 elves are watching over them at the moment, like, as they're nailing them and putting them together and putting canvases over them, readying them for, like... herb stuff, I mean, she can make stuff. The pot of herbs, yeah, it gives you... It, 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 it takes a little bit longer, but she can do it. To use herbs, you have to prepare herbs, and then you have to use prepared herbs. The pot gives you the automatic prepared herbs, and like gives you a plus just... 10 on proper used one. I like how you're justifying, like... <laughs> Hey, it's good. It's good. <laughs> this is what happens when you... Because I, I don't really wear necklaces. I could have that necklace of Lurkman and just then I know when she's nearby and I'll be ready to It doesn't have to be for that. It can be just that's alert me when... I don't care for time, though. I need to know when they're near. No, I mean, like, you can set it up for other things. Like, let me know when Estelle finishes eating and it'll just tell you. Even though if you're on the other side of the house. You'll away from the food, won't you? Yeah, and then the yeah. bow's pretty good, but I haven't got to be on a horse for a while, but then I'm pretty good. Oh, alert me when Dylan Trask goes outside, and it'll do it for you. It just, like, vibrates, kind of lets you know. It That's all. Ammo, but it doesn't have a string, so how am I going to connect it to me? What? The bow. Oh, uh, 
it doesn't require a string. You can put a string on if you want, but it doesn't require one. How do I? Because like, I'd just be holding a, a, a bow stick. You're literally just holding a, a form bow. Yeah, you can put a string on if you want to string it over yourself, or you can. Um, uh, some bows have a strap on them. Oh, yeah. That might be a bit greedy and just go for stuff I want. <laughs> it's up to you. It's up to you. You can either like just Arwen... pretend we're not here. We don't. We. Don't, I'm not Aragorn Aragorn Arwen reminds you that you can get things for the people. Aragorn says you can get things for gifts, and you're. But you can have three of these items. These are just random assorted <laughs> items that they've dumped, um, and they've been sorted. Once you're finished, they will be sorted. That's the thing as well, you could ask Aragorn and Arwen to get gifts for uh, Estelle and Dylan Trust. They will pick after you've picked your three. That's true. Ask them if they wouldn't mind giving up one of their three for something maybe you want for us to have. But it's like... Or if you don't want to do You don't know what they're going to pick. That's pretty good. If you don't want to do it to Aragorn... Um, Arwen, do it with Gideon and Marisha. No, Marisha is not allowed. Marisha is not allowed to pick him up because um, she's still adolescent. She's still a child. Gideon is, a lot Gideon of these things would be dangerous. There. Gideon is not sure about. Uh, mind you, he's still learning the whole world of elven kind of like magical items and all the rest of it. He can maybe take one thing. Oh, I want the helmet. That's a definite. I want but he, again, he will pick after King Aragorn at the moment. Theo has been given priority out of everything, first pickings. So it's up to Theo who he picks for himself as a gift or for you guys. Start the action. I've got three things. I can, I can go one for me, one for Estelle, one for Divin It's up to you. Or I can go for one for me, one, two for me, three for me. There's also Olwy and there's Freya and there's... Um... They've got their gifts. I, I'm not giving them extra. <laughs> That's nice. I've got to think about the future, not just the wedding. I'm thinking I know. the journey I, after. It, 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 it's it's up to you how you... Time thing, you that's all perfect. Don't forget there's Lily as well. you got to think, think of Lily. Well, the the herbs, that's the I, mean, I mean, Lily would probably like a few of these things. After the wedding, perfect. <laughs> Stalk and hide, pretty good armor for Dillinger. Although, I think it's armor type 5. Yeah, I think it's he's at armor type 5 already with what he's yeah, wearing. Yeah, yeah, it it's soft black leather. So he's yeah. pretty good at that anyway. So it it's plus thirty on top of what he can do, but it's 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 it, it, it's in darkness. It has to be. In, he can't do it in daylight. He has to do it in darkness. Yeah, so not shadows, but darkness. So hmm? nighttime. It's, it's a nighttime thing. It's nighttime yeah. armor. Yeah. So not like uh, shadows. It's dark. It's it's, it's, it's called right. darkling leather. Darkling leather. That sort of minimizes. He can only use that armor at nighttime. Right. No, he can use yeah. it all day. It's just he gets a better bonus at nighttime when he's moving yeah. around. Yeah. Or in underground, so not necessarily nighttime. That's wrong, but in darkness, okay. Or inside castles, anywhere there's no light. Get enough time to do bows. It'd be quite nice to have a bow. It is a plasma bow. It basically will rip the atoms from a person if it if it hits, and if it's a good critical, it will like it just dissolves the body. I can see how that's gonna backfire. Oh yeah, if you give it to the wrong person, it just goes mental inside a kitchen or something like that. Or in a, no, or in a tavern no, 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 no. no. <laughs> if, if there's an accident like Zabby's exploding arrow. Yeah. I mean, if you do, if you do like a fireball or something like that, you can actually like cure fire wounds or anything like that. There's nothing in 
to say cure from plasma. Okay, I'm just putting it down there. There's nothing will save you or restore a missing arm because it just dissolves the arm. See, that's why I would be kind of. <laughs> just... Yeah, I don't mind. Um, wait, I'm not there. I'm not influencing. Like, yeah, I know, I know. But like, just throwing it out there. If it were me, I'd be very iffy about taking that bow because of, well, one fumble. And it could be a lot worse off than you oh, losing yeah. your armor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it is a devastating... It's called the White Bow, and it is a devastating weapon. I mean, it I mean would be, leave it there, hand, I mean, if you want. <laughs> on one hand, it would be really great to have. On this, the other hand, it's like, you fumble your bow and you're fucked. Yeah, it doesn't need any arrows. So it doesn't need a quiver. And it doesn't need a string. So if you fumble it and it says... Draw string broken. That that null and void. It doesn't require one. It doesn't require well, power. Arrowhead shoots you in the leg. <laughs> oh yeah, then you get a plasma in the leg. Um, but you know, you got you got to ask yourself how often is it going to happen. But then, if I'm wearing the helmet, yeah. So if I shoot, if I have the bow and the helmet, yes. If I, if I roll uh, under twenty one anyway, and I shoot myself, do I still? Is that? Count as a fumble for me. No, because it's under twenty-one. Because no, because if you roll under, if you roll under twenty-one and fumble, it's not attacks made on yourself. It's attack attacks made against you because you're wearing the helmet. So that's. But then, when I fumble on the actual bow, and it has, it's then an attack against me. So does that? You'd help? still fumble. Yeah, you'd still fumble. Yeah, it's 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 attacks made against you that if it's under twenty-one, it's automatic. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Yes, yeah, like I roll the dice and it says, "Oh, you fumbled." But what's a fumble on a bow? What's what is the failure on the bow? Is it one, two, and three or something? Like, what is it? Who who's got a composite bow? Someone's got None a composite bow. Oh, nobody's got a composite bow. Oh my god! I'm the best mi um, missile ranged. So let me find uh, arms law and see what the fumble range is for composite bow. Um, just just so you got an idea of like what when you when you know. I, I absolutely hate picking this because I want. Uh, it's fifteen. I want them. <laughs> I know. That's why I like. Uh, I want them. Uh, composite bow is. Um, <laughs> it's a one, two, three, or four. An unmodified one, two, three, or four is a fumble. On a composite bow. The most damage you can do is twenty-seven hit points and an E plasma. That's pretty devastating. Which is like it's it's wrecking. <laughs> <laughs> Total vaporization of the body, and I think all that's left behind is a pool of jelly. You're right, maybe the wrist is just too much. <laughs> I know, I, kind of, I still want it. Maybe I mean, I <laughs> There's no resurrection mind. from that, by the way. Uh, go on. I wouldn't mind somebody having that bow in the Titan, but. It is a powerful bow. I'm sorry, but from what you've told us about it, it's just the. Risks outweigh the rewards. No, the risk with anything is the same. No. So one, two, three, or four. Unmodified yeah, one, two, three, or four. If I use Gersh and I fumble, I can cut anyone's Lee, head off. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but it's like what you said earlier about how uh, nobody's rolling underneath a 12. We pick up that board and bloody hell, we're going to be getting underneath 12s and 2s and 3s. Well, I mean, I'm always rolling low. <laughs> I know, but it, it has to be. Rolling low is fine. It's just an unmodified one, two, three, or four. Yeah. So that's be zero, one, zero, two, zero, three, zero, four for a fumble on the attack roll. Yeah, and we will bloody get them guaranteed. Well, whoever uses the bow. Exactly. 
I can't get a necklace for Dimjas because he's already using a necklace. There's two necklaces there. There's the um, heart bleeder. The yeah, bleeding heart, bleeding heart one, which is which negates all bleeding effects when hit. And then there's the time alarm necklace, which vibrates yeah. when an event happens. I really want the time one, and I really want the hell. They are considered to be toys or trinkets. Get them then. I feel like I should get you guys something. That's the issue. Is I feel like I should. Oh, look at it this way: the helmet you can use, and that's yeah, the helmet's what's... useful. I mean, unmodified. Can... Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I'm going for um, that. The helmet you can use because you don't have one currently. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good so helmet. that's a foregoing conclusion. Necklace I can use. The necklace. Hmm. Not only can you use it, we can all use it on you some. You can't because you've already got one on. Well, when I say. We all, I mean the royal we. Yeah, like, everybody can use it. Everybody necklace. could use it at some point or another. Yeah, um, anybody can wear a necklace, but if you're wearing so one, you can't wear the necklace. The necklace is something that can be used between you and Estelle. Yeah? Yeah, but then so I'm get the you can use it sometimes, <laughs> she can use it sometimes. Oh, I personally think if you're not going to go for the necklace, right? Go for the plates, because the plates are going to be useful. Yeah, the silver plates are useful. Yeah, they're useful. Because we don't know. I can't use we... them in a dimension, so... Yeah, no, you can we use don't them in know dimensions. going forward if how how many times the party's going to get separated. And if at least, like, say, you and Estelle are traveling together and Dylan Trask has one plate, you can communicate with them. Or These if they small plates. They don't like... communicate. What you do is you write a note and you put the note I... on the plate. Yeah. <laughs> That's but what it I is, meant. It means yeah. having those plates are great if we were in Aragorn's office and if they worked in a different dimension, we could have put one in the ball, but they don't. They don't. No, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. Like, see, see, we have these plates, right? Mm -hmm. And Theo and Estelle are in. Um, I'm trying to think of a place. Dolgoldor. Yeah. And. Dylan Trass is all the way in um, Mirkwood, for whatever fucking reason. Yeah. It means that you could send a message to him and he would get it. Yeah, yeah you it could. would also mean that we have to have those two plates set up ready to be receiving information. Still a good idea. Yeah. They, they... Like if we're in there investigating and you send them information, that it's just going to disappear from wherever our plate is. We have the plate in the ball. It doesn't really work. It, it it would fall off the plate if the plate is sideways or something. It would fall off. Yeah. With us wherever we go. Yeah, they recommend that you have them on a flat surface, like a, a table or on a floor or something like that, for things to appear without damaging the item. If we had them in two backpacks. Fair enough. Um, if you, if you want so much, but whatever we put in the backpack with it would also get touched by the plate, and then it'd be appearing on your side, which isn't. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, if, if somebody like, if you had your plate in your backpack and Theo decided to send you a glass of wine, it would empty itself all over your backpack. Well, how about this? If we go with the plates, yeah, we say to each other, okay, by every time at this time of day, make sure that the plate is flat. Yeah, I mean, if you, you set up camp so and then say, I put the plate next to me. I think I've chosen what I'm going to But do. it's up to you guys. It's up to you guys what you pick. I mean, they're all well, useful. Well, leave us there. I know. Not me. I, I, okay. Oh, I know. Not me and Sally. You. I've chosen. Okay. And this is my final decision. It's the helmet. Right. You take the, the helmet. Yeah, the time uh, necklace. The time alarm. Yeah. 
Yep. And then the herd, herb prep pot. The herb preparation pot. Okay, you're leaving everything else. Leaving it. Well, yeah, I have to. I can't touch anything else. I know. I'm just saying, you're leaving everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... The three things I've chosen are mainly help <laughs> me out because help it protects me. Time thing alerts me, and I can get Estelle to prep me potions. <laughs> <laughs> Not potions, herbs. Herbs. Yeah. yeah, but the herbs are using. You know I can do that already, right? This Same. Chuck it in there and it preps. I know, I know. I'm just saying what you can pick, cousin. So you're leaving behind the bow, plasma bow, the dark leather armor. Yeah, but the the pot thing is. What, what, so what's it actually prepare? It, prepa it, it provided you have the herbs. Ingredients ready for potions. No, it, well, it provided you have the herbs and you put the herbs in the pot. It will prepare the herbs without making a herb preparation roll. It will also give you a plus 10 to whatever the herbs are for used prepared herbs. You have a skill called used prepared herbs. It gives you a plus 10 bonus on that with the herbs that have been made in that pot. That's it. And what do you do with the used herbs? Whatever they do. Well, how you ever administer them. So if I say like um, you're going to use like Halfly, which stops bleeding, and it's a stem and a leaf, I'd ask you to prepare the herbs first. So you'd have to do a prepared herbs. Maybe that's by grinding them in the pestle mortar or something like that, or chopping them up. If you put them in the pot, the pot will do it automatically for you. You don't need to roll. Then you have your prepared herbs. Then you have to administer those prepared herbs, whether it's either rubbing them into the skin or eating them or burning them yeah, as tobacco. Isn't that something that still would benefit the other two, though? I mean, yeah, they can do it. but they And you get, a, you get a plus 10 to being able to do that because they've been prepared for you to the best of like preparation inside the pot. It's a herb preparation pot. That's what it is. Yeah, so that would still work because. Oh, it still works. But you can you can do that yourself as well. Yeah, can both they do. can do that. Yeah, they can they do that. They have to use either spells or they have to roll. They have to use the skills. Yeah, skills to be able to prepare herbs. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier. It means they don't have to roll so many. Yeah, herbs. it makes it makes herb preparation easier. It's a it's an animist's um, herb preparation or a druid's herb preparation pot. That's what it is. Quickly give me a rundown of all the items you set off. All the items. Okay. You have the white bow. Yeah. Plasma delivery system, nuclear missile job. You have the dark leather armor, which is plus 30 to being able to stalk around in the dark. You have the channeling shield. If you are if you are realm of channeling, you get five additional power points while using the shield. Um, you have the glasses of infravision that allow you to see up to 60 feet heat sources yeah but it doesn't work during daylight you have the time alarm, uh, time alarm necklace which vibrates at a given time of an event or passage of time um, you have the gateway tapestry to Mirkwood which allows you after one round of concentration to step through the, the tapestry to yep. the halls of Mirkwood you have Neros Displacer, which is the Magic Helmet, which is an unmodified under 21, fails the attack. You have the Dog Collar, which allows you, when placed onto a dog, allows the dog, upon command by the owner, to polymorph into another canine species dog. Wolf, Jackal, Fox, Dog, whatever. Different type of dog. Um, you have the a Bleeding Heart Necklace which makes you immune to the bleeding effect in combat or as a result of combat. You have Lucen's Pocket Mirror, 
which allows you five times per year to view locations without detection anyone or any place for one minute. You have the Swift Slayer Blade, which is a normal broadsword but gives you plus 10 to initiative roll on combat. Allows you to basically attack first. Um, no other bonuses. You have the Commander's Tent, which is a 10-foot tent, which is protected against divining spells, eavesdropping, listening, spying, anything like that. The Commander's Tent. You have the Crystal Rock of Vision, which allows you to see through 50 feet of normal rock or 150 feet of solid earth. You have the six magnetic balls that, when planted, will attach themselves to chain or plate armor and deliver automatic sea electrical criticals every round they're attached. You have the Rune Stone of Paralyzation. Uh, we're ready. Um, which can polymorphs itself into any object of your desire, provided it fits in the hand. When somebody else interacts with that object, will paralyze them for a number of rounds equal to the user who set the trap. Uh, once the stone is removed from the hand, the paralyzed hand of the individual who took it, they return back to normal, and the stone returns back to normal. Um, you have the pot of her preparation, which we've just explained. Oh, incidentally, it takes one minute of preparation time as well for the pot to do its thing. You have the horseshoes of the spirit rider, which allows your horse and the rider, or two people riding in this instance, to become invisible as a single unit for the number of rounds equal to the rider. Um, they can attack while invisible and remain invisible for the duration. However, if the rider dismounts or, become, or is knocked off or falls, and the single unit becomes two units, they be both become visible again. You have the spy camp, which is a 10-foot tent, which turns anything, to, including the tent, anything inside invisible, cloaks all inside. You have the handcuffs of mentalism, which prevents anybody with the, like casting any open, closed, or evil mentalism spells while they're locked up, wearing them. They're locked with a normal key. You have the ring of renewal, the silver ring, which upon command, by the user will restore a fallen friend using his own hit points to do so must be within line of sight you have the underwear of comfort which will keep you nice and snug that and warm and comfortable in all conditions it's female its size is medium you have the silver plates of sharing any object that fits on the plate is immediately teleported to the other plate plate is 10 inches in size Plates must be laid flat on a, on a table or a flat surface to work properly. Distance is unlimited. You have the snow globe. This small glass orb allows the user to control an amount of snowfall for the following day within a small region, 10 miles. Um, options are from 1 to 12 inches of snowfall. There must be at least 1 inch of snowfall on the ground for it to be activated. And then the Elven Cloak of Elegance, which gives you plus 10 appearance to the maximum of 102. That's your lot on the canvas. Yeah. I, mean, okay. I still feel like the things I've chosen are pretty good. Hat, time thing. 
I mean, everyone quit moaning about the pot. <laughs> Although I thought I'd be nice and that'd be helpful, and you know, they'd, they'd be able to prepare me. Stuff. You pick whatever you want to pick. They're not there. Wait, we're not <laughs> mourning about it. We're, we're just saying it. We we can do that. Yeah, about the invisible tent, though. We're just we're just <laughs> reminding you that we can do that. So like it it could be I something that. Those. Ah, likely. Maybe how many? <laughs> I mean, how many people wish they're in uh, wish they're in El uh, Lorien now? <laughs> <laughs> All of us. Mm. But, yeah, we're just we're not mourning about the pot. You get it if you want. The tents are both ten Don't feet get wide. Don't get anything that's been said. We're, I'm we pretending said. I'm not there. So. Oh, that's all right. It's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> each tent is ten foot wide. Uh, ten foot wide by ten foot long, and about six and a half to seven feet tall. How many men or people would it take to put that tent up? It would probably take one person a while, but you can put it up. Um, it probably take three, two or three years, um, a shorter time to put it up. Um, it can accommodate about six to eight people. They'd be cramped, but you it can get six. It doesn't really protect against weather. It doesn't protect against the weather. Perhaps makes it invisible, um, or the other one just keeps the other one just keeps from conversations leaving it so it'll be like uh, or eavesdropping on it or spying private on it device. yeah it's a private tent it's called the commander's tent to keep tactics and secrets and planning and meetings private the spy master's one like the bow as well. <laughs> is an invisibility tent anybody going into it will become invisible however conversations are heard outside so the goings on inside the tent cannot be observed okay so you have the commander's tent which is kind of all tactics and planning and mastery. And then you have the spy tent, which is like, they cannot see what goes on inside. So in other words, if you wanted to, you could set a tent up, invite a person in, murder him, yeah, uh, and then like murder him inside the tent and nobody sees anything. That, that you know, that's one of the things it's been used for. It's been used, the both tents been used for. I could do is I could do the helmet, the mm -hmm. necklace and the bow, or the helmet, the necklace and the invisible tent. <laughs> so then at least we'll be able to put the black ball in. Yes, you'll be able to open the black ball inside the tent. There will be no vis like video visible radiance of the black tent. However, anybody spying on the black tent will just see an invisible area, unless they were using magic like eavesdropping or divination, like or far vision or anything like that. They'll be able to see and hear. Um, any passers-by of the invisible tent will be able to hear what goes on inside the tent. So if you're trying to murder somebody inside the tent, as well as screaming, they will hear it, but they won't see it. Yeah, but if I put the invisible tent up and then we roll the black ball and then we go into the other ball, nobody will see it. Yeah, yeah nobody will see it. It's yeah. a lot more protective. It's and it's just invisible. Yeah. In the actual it's a tent. It's, uh, it's a tent. It's a spy master's tent. If you wanted yeah, to, you can practice the master and then go for the ball. We can keep the heat then. Does mm -hmm. the ball not make a noise when we roll it out? Small, yeah, like humming. a small humming sound. So they would hear the small humming sound if we to use yeah, it. Yeah, and if they went looking for it, it would be like, there's a small humming sound coming from over there, but I don't see anything. That's true, I forgot that it does make a humming sound, you're right. Yeah, it makes a small humming sound. Um, that's what I'm saying. If there was something, a like conversation was taking place inside the invisible tent, or the spy master's tent, they would hear the conversation, but they won't see who's talking. 
What's the point? It's an invisible tent. This is What's thing? the point? <laughs> this, the, the tent would be good because it would hide the the light of the ball. And all yeah, you really would have... You can hide yeah, but... things, but it doesn't... Oh, hold on, you would have to on. use the spell to nullify Wait, sound. Guys, hold on. Let me, let me finish. Yeah. Um, so, if we have the invisible tent and it hides the light of the ball, all you really then have is the humming of the ball, which you could easily pass off being in the wilderness. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, if it's some, windy or something, something like that, yeah. Something windy or a bug nearby. A waterfall or uh, waterfall. Up in that price, then yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you think about it, if you're going to go into a snowstorm and a blizzard or something like that, it ain't going to matter. It's not going to let be heard. But uh, then yeah. I'm thinking more of that sort of situation. But then I don't know. Yeah, I, do you guys? I, I, I like the idea. They I, both I, have I, good I, ideas. They both the are useful. Really want the bleed necklace. And really all, yeah, the spirit rider, the spirit rider horseshoes are quite useful as well. I mean. I'm not going to be having a horse anytime soon, I don't think. So. No. Okay. It's just galloping along and then just disappear. I mean, I would love to. <laughs> got the the um the shadow rider, ghost rider. You got the ghost rider one, which allows I, you I to once to get to a town. That was you it. can still see you riding. You just don't leave any footprints and make any sound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Maybe what I'll do is I'll choose the helmet. Okay. Time necklace. Oh, it's either the bleed necklace or the invisible tent or the pot. Another ring. What's the bleed necklace do again? The, the bleeding heart. It's called the bleeding heart. It's a it's a gold heart hanging from a gold chain, um, and it makes you immune to bleeding rules. Like so, if I say you get cut. You take a E slash or something and it says you're bleeding five hits per round. That doesn't count. You do not bleed. I... You still take a concussion damage, like, you, you know. Yeah. Um, you I still take, take a lot of bleed damage, so that's the problem. Yeah, it's bleeding damage that, like... I, I mean, think it... that would be really, really handy for Theo. Mm-hmm, yeah. More so than the helmet. Helmet? No, I'm having the helmet. The helmet is way more... <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what, do you know what else kind of gets me? Is the hand the handcuffs? Oh, the mentalism handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. I don't they're used for, do for that. arresting mages or witches or not witches, but like that kind of thing, like you know charlatans and all the rest of them. What it is, they put handcuffs on them and then they can't cast any spells. That would but be handy. Only for mentalism. That would be handy if we came across morning. So if you come across like a crazy bard or something like that, which what they were invented for. Because bards use mentalism, you know, like songs and chant and, and chants and things like that. And bards have a tendency to like cause pub brawls and all the rest of it and start fights and like incite rioting and stuff like that. So what they do is they create these handcuffs. Put handcuffs on the bard, and the bard can't do any. He can do sing as much as he wants, but he doesn't have any effect on anybody. You can't do any mentalism spells. There's other handcuffs out there that stop channeling and stop essence. But these ones stop mentalism. Okay. Helmet and both necklaces. That's what I'm going to go for. All right. Okay. Um, you can only wear one necklace at a time, though. You know that. I know. Yep. All right. Just making you aware of it. Yeah, Is that what you helmet, helmet and both necklaces. So I can give the time one to Estelle to use, and I can then use the bleed necklace. Okay. Um, you... 
after like standing around and like pondering and all the rest of it and Aragorn stood there like trying to second guess what you're gonna pick and Arwen just like stepped off to one side this is nightmare I hate this place now <laughs> you love Lorien <laughs> you um you sit there and you're like okay final decision I'm gonna yeah, take the helmet necklace, necklace. the helmet and the two necklaces Aragorn really looks over and says, always ask Aragorn and... Aragorn says, are you sure? Aragorn to... I'm sure I'm taking that. Again. I'm not asking okay. anyone else, I'm just taking those. That's the monk it. steps forward and he says, he's made his decision. Bends down, picks up the necklace, and his white glove, and hands it to you. This is the, uh, the, the time alarm necklace. Do I need to attune to any of these? No, just simply have to be wearing it. Yeah, you have to be wearing it for it to be. I mean, if you want to, you can take it off and you can give it to somebody else, but they have to be wearing it to get the similar effect. Okay, so I want to put the necklace on straight away. Okay, you put the necklace on straight away. It's uh, a beady kind of chain, different uh, metal, you know, the balls making up the chain. And I want to tune it to Moonstar. <laughs> if, like, alert me when she's near me. Like, alert me when she's, like, within. I'm gonna say Let's say like fifteen meters. Okay. Uh, physically. Physically, yeah. Physically, okay. So if Morningstar comes within fifteen meters of you, physically, you will your necklace will start to vibrate. Yes. Okay. Um he then reaches down, picks up uh, the bleeding hard necklace. A gold chain, uh, finely made with a gold heart locket, solid gold heart locket, about an inch in size, and hands it to you. Holds out his palm. You can see it resting there. With the chain just hanging off to the side on his white glove, and hands it to you. Thank you. Then reaches down with both hands. I would say I'm probably still wearing the helmet. I think I actually took it off. Oh, you see, you may keep the helmet. You may keep the helmet. Yes, you keep the helmet. The helmet feels quite snug. It's like a nice fit. Um, there's good visibility. It, fe it, it, it feels as if you're not actually wearing the helmet. Yeah, I've got less hair. Yeah, but um, it's, a, it's a nice fitting helmet. Um, gives you good visibility. You can see down below you to the sides, just slightly up above you. Um, but it gives you forehead all the way around the scalp, all the way down to the back of the neck and down the sides. Uh, full protection. I thank you for your gifts that you've offered. Allow me to choose three of them. Yes. They will um, be very useful in the future. I'm sure they will serve you well on your journey. Sure. You take a step back and allow Aragorn and Arwen to privately discuss amongst themselves three artifacts that they wish to take with them. In the meantime, while all this has been taking place... Oh, sorry guys, that took longer than I thought. <laughs> no, that's fine. We understand that. I've done it before. Yeah. It's okay. It's my fault. It's what? 
my, my fault. No. I just let you have it. <laughs> have it just let you have it. No. No, 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 no. The rest of the rest of the artifacts will be gathered up, and then they will be decided upon their fates. The likelihood is they probably would be cleansed, most of them. Um, if I persuade Lady Galadriel, yeah. lots of more bits. Um, and in time, they will inadvertently lose their properties and their powers. Some of them will travel with uh, the elves to Valnor, um, and will prove to be useful um, or entertaining. Um, Aragorn and Arwen take their time in picking their three um, artifacts to leave Florian with. I'm interested to know what they pick. <laughs> In the meantime, um, Estelle and Dilmtrust, you've uh, arrived at Riverdale. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're making your way up the steps between the two grand trees that hold up the second floor. Um, to the right-hand side, you can see a elf gentleman in purple and silver garments, long black hair and a small kind of wiry crown. Standing, standing by a bird uh, feeding table, uh, come bird bath, um, sprinkling some nuts and berries that are gently crushed out for them. You can see four or five small little garden birds hopping around uh, one by his feet one by the edge of the of the, of the uh, bird feeder um, one high above in the rafters of the uh, of the um, the, the vestigial kind of thing of um, the front of the house and one of them just sitting on the end of Elrond's fingers Hops down, start feasting on the small morsels of biscuit and bread, and berries and nuts that have been left for them. Here's you approach and turns around. You've made it. It's indeed Lord Elrond. Mm -hmm. The first of the ceremonies has already started. <sighs> Everybody is congregated in the central square. It's a large garden area and towards the centre of Rivendell. To present their candle. Present their candle? Yes. Dylan Trask says as he kind of looks towards, well, from... Elrond to Estelle as if you didn't tell us that we had to present a candle. All the visitors have been invited to bring with them a lantern or a candle in which it will be lit and it will they're all brought together and placed in the central garden. I feel like that's more for the winter. The winter fest, yes. Winter fest rather than the rather than the ceremony of the wedding. Cere yes. Yeah. Yes. They're doing the stuff since this is coinciding with a different ceremony. So, the, would that be something that we as elves would know anyway, or is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, 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 you know, you you would. Because, like, I wanted to get sure together, bring that... some kind of a light kind of things, like 
you carry I just wanted to make yeah. sure it wasn't something mm -hmm. that um, was kind of getting mixed up with the wedding. No, there's, the there's two. There's, there's two. The, the wedding is taking place at the same time as a elven Winter. festival is taking place. Yes, so they are going to coincide these events. If we aim correctly, we still have like three weeks until the wedding. You, you got about you got about about two and a half weeks before you'll start preparing for it. You got three weeks to yeah. the wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hmm. That one. Um, oh. Yeah, if if you want to enter the garden, you can uh, place your candle or place your light. Everybody else has placed theirs, and I'm sure you can find a spot. Unfortunately, uh, mm -hmm. my lord, we have un not arrived with candles of that particular use. Um, we may have to obtain some candles somewhere from your lordship's. Um, normally, normally people will bring their own candles. I can't um, think of the word that I'm. <laughs> normally people, to say. yeah. Um, like the candles can any, be. I need help yeah. here, so we Run. don't have the types of candle that he would possibly be looking for for this particular event, and we would like to. Obtain said candle, but I'm not sure. Like he's saying, we may have to obtain them from your man. Yes, candles to use for the 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 the, the ceremony. There's no, there's no there's no there's no specific requirement of what the candle has to look like. Everybody brings the, their own unique style and design of candle. Or yeah, that's that, that's the thing. We didn't leave with candles. We left with a candle being duplicated in a box. I have a bunch of different coloured. I have a bunch of different coloured candles. Yeah, but those different coloured candles do different things, don't they? Well, well, they do Once different things. Enchanted, when yeah. enchanted by Lily, but other than that, they're just basic. Well, how, how many of them are enchanted by Lily currently? None, None of them, because I haven't given them to Lily. Lily has to do it in the moment. Uh, enchant them. They're you. They're just normal candles right now. Would you be willing to maybe sacrifice one or two? <laughs> well, I have to be the non. Well, I had some. I bought some, and then uh, Zabi bought some, so I only have. Who owns Zabi's ones, or do Zabi? She... Zabi has I them. Have mine. I have. See, this is why I'm. Seeing... This is why I I'm saying we should ask him if there is a place where we can go and buy candles. They don't, they don't sell candles. Rivendell is not famous for selling candles. Well, they have candles somewhere. Maybe we oh, can yeah, they have candles. They have candles all over the place. Candles in the studies, in the library. And... Well, they have to make They're currently in use, but, you know. <laughs> um... I'm trying to. Why did I put in my inventory many colors and didn't say what colors I have? <laughs> I wrote it down in my book. I know I wrote it down when we went shopping. But That's yes, why. everybody who's visiting Riverdale at the moment, um, on upon arrival, are going to the central courtyard, which is a garden area. It's decorated with statues and, and trees and things is like that. mandatory for doing this? No, 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 it's not mandatory, but a lot of people who are visiting are bringing a light, a candle, um, or a lantern, or a lamp of some sort, and they're placing it in 
collectively, you know, like like um, like a visual a visual kind of thing um, together in um, in the central garden kind of thing. It's just kind of have a lantern or two. It represents the ability to be able for for families and friends to bring the light to each other. Do you not have a lantern kicking about the packages that symbolizes all of us? Me? Does that need to be a very big fucking lantern? No, it's not. The size of it's not important. It's the it's the um, the representation of it. But each one has a different style of it. Like somebody would use a green candle with like leaf design in it, or or like uh, somebody would use a brown candle with like seeds. Uh, pressed into it. It'll be a different style. Some people might use a wooden lantern, or somebody might use a, a, a silver lantern. Yeah? Alright, so give us one of your candles and I'll go take care of this right now. <laughs> wait, wait. But, but, you know, it's, it's, it's representative. It's, it's basically just, um, they don't all have to be matching. It's not like uh, uniformly they all have to be like six inches high and one inch wide and like they have to be white. They're all different shapes and sizes and and some of them are ornately decorated, like cut and carved. Yeah, you should definitely use the red candle. What does the brown ones do again? Oh God. Because I wrote down talk no matter what, but I don't know what that means. Talk no matter I'm what. I'm guessing like a truth spell. Truth, yeah. Yes, truth. Okay. It's um. It's actually. It's not. It's not. A, it's. It's not. They tell the truth. It's a light detection kind of thing. The candle. Uh, everybody, where the light shines, and people are talking, they will be more open, with and honest. Um. And they tend to speak the truth more so than try to make things up, with a brown candle. Okay. Uh, if it's been enchanted and enhanced, then Lily is able to use her spells to be able to detect lies. She can put one in the middle of a room and talk to everybody in the room, and she knows exactly who's telling the truth and who's lying. There's a brown candle. I'm just writing down so I never know one. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's like a detection kind of uh, candle, but... Um, for discussions and talk. Mm. Again, the light has to fall on the person who you're talking with. If if they're not in the proximity of the light, it doesn't work. Lily's there, by the way. No, you can ask her. Hey, She's Lily, do you have fascinated. Any hmm? Do you have many candles that we can borrow? Lily, candles are... Um, that you don't mind parting with. I'm just uh, thinking myself. That we bought and other things. Yeah. She starts fidgeting around inside of her pockets and she she pulls out kind of a like a half used like I mean a lot of tea lights. She's got like I you don't know where she's getting all these tea lights from, she must have collected them. Like most of them are from your residence. You can see some candles that you recognize from the dinner table. You don't know how they go into her pockets. They do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's correct. Yeah? Um, she pulls out 
three candles. Um, they've been used. You can tell that they are either from the dining table or they're from an office or a bedroom in the residence. Nicked all your candles from the residence, Estelle. It's so appalling. Did I miscount my candles? Oh my god. I think I miscount my candles. Okay. Yeah, let's use one of those because I think I just my candles. Okay, she um, hands you over three candles. Um, they've been used. Um, you recognize them as being ones that have been used in the residence. Um, not too sure why Lily's taken them or how she's managed to put them into her pockets. But, uh, she hands over three candles. They're very plain. Um, not too big, easy to fit into a pocket. Sweet. Uh, uh, are we planning on doing something? No. Mm. Uh, tradition happening currently. Maybe I'll tradition. give up. Okay. Uh, winter, winter for me though. There is a winter's day tradition happening currently, and it would be in good um, faith to show our host um, that we are adding to this tradition. All oh, right. Somebody giving candles out. No, we're placing them at a certain spot to dignify togetherness. Huh. That'd be interesting. Where are we doing this uh, mass candle burning thing then? Uh, the main hall. Main hall? It's a bit dangerous doing it in the main hall, isn't it? We'll see where, where we're going. Oh. You make your way to the house. You're familiar with the house, um, mm. Estelle. Big long corridor, very wide checkerboard pattern on the floor again, hasn't changed. Past the red room on the left hand side, past the grand library on the right hand side, and in front of you, you can see an open uh, passageway um, with small little archways, a cloister that leads out onto a very large garden. Uh, benching um, resides in the corridors um, surrounding this open windowed garden area. Leaves what's left over from the fallen autumn ones. Um, seem to congregate into small corners and the benches. You make way out into this garden area. It's quite nice. It's snow covered. And in front of you where you would normally see um, green grass and trees and statues there's now a small cushioned Velvet of white snow settling on top of the statues themselves, trees barely holding on to the last of their leaves. And in front of you is a 
twinkling sea of lights on various levels. Some people place their candles at the feet of the statues. Some people have them placed at the base of trees and along the stepping stones across the the, uh, the garden itself. Some of them have the lights reflecting in the pools of water that appear there, here, across the garden. Some of them have them hanging, like on little, like little lamps, seem to be hanging from the branches of trees, swinging ever so gently in the snow falling past them. It's a beautiful scene of like hundreds of tiny little lights, all just flickering and blinking as you walk across the garden passing them they're on the left and on the right at varying heights at your feet like little miniature fireflies of fairy houses or homes snow gently falling it's weird isn't it it's nice though I'll tell you what since we're most likely heading, oh, well, not most likely, we will eventually be heading even more north, so cold, winter. We're not going to see much bugs. Um, no, any bugs. Yellow, the yellow candles, right. I have two. Okay. And. I re remember what Lily told about how when you enchant a yellow one, uh, it acts as a repellent. Right, it's insects. Mosses. Insects. Moths. So I can probably let you guys use the yellow ones if you like. Well, that'd be nice. Now, where are we going to put it? So I have two of them. Where are we going to put them? <laughs> I can't give it to everybody. But, you know, sorry, where, where do you want to put them? I don't them? know if Ollie has one. I don't know if, like... Ollie's, oh. got, her, Ollie's got her own. Okay. Um, Which ones is she going to What about use? Freya? Ollie's got a quite nice one. She's got... It's kind of like... It's a it's a small wooden boat. should have told me. I would have bought more candles. It's a small Freya's wooden boat. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a small wooden boat. And in the center of the boat, there is a small tea light candle kind of thing. And she kind of lights it. Bless <laughs> you. Sorry. Lights it from the flame of another candle, sets it on the boat, and kind of places the boat on the small little pond. Um, as it just gently just kind of like dips and rides the small ripple. We have to put it on, a, on the... You can put your, you put your candle anywhere. Put your candle anywhere within the garden. As you look around, you can see there's candles that are like like um, been hanging from like uh, in lanterns. Some that are standing on the ground. Some of them are in glass like uh, you know glass bowls kind of thing. They're positioned all at different heights, all the way through this entire garden. There's different lights. Imagine being like a Christmas when you got fairy tree lights on your tree, kind of thing. But they're like instead of just being on the tree, they're everywhere you look. All it. His house is made out entirely of wood. <laughs> Open flames everywhere. Yeah, they're outdoor. You, there's no roof to this place. You are outdoor. It is an outdoor garden. It is snowing as well. 
always placed her boat in the water, it's gently just bobbing around and then it finds a settling spot towards the middle of the pond. You see the gentle little flame just flickering. And then cream white candles, when you enchant them, they illuminate you, yeah, I wrote down. I mean, like, is a bigger radius of light? Yeah. Okay. Like a daylight spell or something. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when they're enchanted and you light a, a, a candle, it, 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 it illuminates that area as if it was daylight. Don't forget you've got your copying box as well, so you can actually use one of each colour if need be and then just copy another. Yeah, it would just take that's a long time. That's a But I'm saying, like, in the future, if she wants to use, like, if she's got three reds, she can use two reds. Mm -hmm. copy a third red okay, because I was thinking I can okay what am I going to do then um everybody else is just standing and watching you can see some of the elves as they're walking down like the cloister corridor I have one of I have um I want to use I want to use one of the blue ones for me okay um you guys can pick between Red, purple, orange, brown, and yellow. Okay, I'll let Laurent decide which color she wants to use. So I'll ask her. She looks around. There's, there's so different colors. I'm less inclined to give the purples because they were pretty good when enchanted. Yeah, they, they're infinite power points. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with the purple candle, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> infinite infinite power points. Oh, uh, uh, they, they act as a yeah, PowerPoint node. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Lauren says that she. Mind maybe the orange one? What does the orange one do still? The orange one was uh, when enchanted. It, it it can give an illusion of anything to hear, smell, or taste. Yep. So you can light it and make it smell like so daisies in the room. When Laurent picks that one, I say to Estelle, "I will copy your remaining one to replace this one." That's fine. Yeah. It doesn't actually do that. I mean, if, if you want Lily to be able to do that where it smells, yeah. oh. I know, but I was just time. meaning like oh. Dylan Trask will yeah. just copy the candle. Yeah, you can find That's fine, yeah. It's, it's, an, it's, an, it's a sense of... We need it. more of those boxes so we can just start capturing, <laughs> you know? Just the box. <laughs> <laughs> no, just <laughs> yeah, have many boxes. It doesn't work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, if there was a copying box and... Um, yeah, I'll make a Lothlorien. I would have told me, go with the fucking box. Let me I need more of them. Yeah, if there was one, I would have chosen it. Yeah, I would have told yeah. you, if you don't choose that, I'm running you through when I see you. You could try, I have to put that thing. You pick the bloody <laughs> box. You take, she takes the orange candle. Um, yeah, and she places, finds a small little spot just like on a small, like a, a bit of a stone wall area, uh, sheltered from the wind. Um, so it's been overlooked by uh, this this growing kind of holly tree. Um, finds a perch for it, kind of like uses another stone to like prop it up against and hold it, and then lights the the, the candle, um, adding another light. To a backdrop of hundreds of flickering little lights 
around this elven winter wonderland garden area. Take a moment and just look around. Something you've never seen before in your life. Um, all these small, different sized candles and lights. Not so much candles you notice, but the lights. And you see them um, all different heights from the ground all the way up to above your head. What's our options again for colours? Uh, now that orange is gone, what's left is. Uh, red, blue, purple, but uh, purple, brown, and yellow. I'm gonna try to use a blue one, so maybe I should still say that. <laughs> bitch! That was the one I was gonna. <laughs> um, um, I'm wearing blue. Can't you see? <laughs> okay. There's, there's observers watching and Did listening. Did you see there was a green? Did you no. See green? no, I didn't buy right. a green one. I will take. The green one's a healing one. Yeah. I'll take. If you want to take another blue one, then sure, go ahead. No, buy one. no, I'll take the purple because it's close enough to the blue, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> and I will place it close to Moron's one and light it. Right. Yeah, I never it. bought the green one because it was for animal communication, and I was oh, like, yeah. whenever I'm gonna use that. Whenever I'm going to get the chance to put a candle right next to an animal so it works. Well, you light the candle and the, the animal will come wandering into the light of the candle and then would be able to, you'd be able to talk to that animal. But the so argument was, if that, a yes. bird flew straight through, it'd be like, oh. yeah. So I guess I lose no, I mean, it. back then you also had Zabby who was able to bring it. Yeah. Was it orange and, um, was it orange or orange? Yes, orange one, yes. Illusionary one. I took yeah. a blue one, and then you take a purple. Is that one? No, it's red, purple, brown, yellow. You take your time, just picking your candles and looking around for spots. All right, I've made a note of a dupe, yeah. purple, and orange for Estelle. Yeah, that'll take you a couple of days to do that. Two, to be exact. Yeah, yeah a couple of days. Um, and you light your candles, and like I say, you stood around and you're just admiring all these so lights. So I be able to do it. Oh, you got time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just making Everybody's note. like really mesmerized by this, and always kind of proud of seeing her little wooden boat um, bobbing around on the pool of water as well in the middle of this garden, again surrounded by all these lights. Um, and they hear a voice behind you, it's Elbond. How do you find the garden? Is he speaking to? Just you in general, just everybody in general. They want to know your opinion about how the way it looks at the moment. Like if I, oh my god, can you re-describe it? It's, 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 it's like the brief version. Oh, the brief version. Not it is. It's 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 it's, it's like a um. It, it's a it's a it's a very large garden. It's about a hundred feet by a hundred feet. It's almost like Japanese Oriental style, except there's no no temples or anything like that. There's more like elven statues. It's covered in snow, but not massively deep. So it's and it's the small little pools with fish moving in them, and there's like 
there's candles lit not only on the ground but like waist height shoulder height and some of them are hanging on strings like from the tops of like in the branches of trees like on small little like kind of like uh, lanterns um, always got a couple on a bo like one on a boat and there's various other people that put some on boats that are floating around on the on the um, on the pond um, there's some sitting on the edge of statues, there's some sitting at the feet of statues, there's some on small little rock formations and walls. There's some that, some that, like, illuminating the falling of water, small little fountains and waterfalls. Um, all this while it is gently snowing. It isn't, it's, it's night time as well, I just want to reiterate, it's kind of night time. Um, uh, so it is dark, but it, it is because it's a fresh covering of snow it is well illuminated by the moon so all you can see is like hundreds i mean like hundreds like four or five hundred little lights all the way around this garden everywhere you look different heights above you below you around you um and there's people who are walking past in the cloistered area um which is an open walkway corridor area around the four three sides of this garden um, that are observing and watching. Inside there, there's benches where there's torches burning, um, allowing them to sit outside without getting wet, so to speak, or getting covered in snow. Then describe it as quite mesmerizing. It it's awe-inspiring. Yeah, it's like the first seeing Rivendell is beautiful, but seeing it like this is just like you know when you see those lanterns that see, are put on the river. Is it right now? It's dark. It's night time. As if it's, it's night winter. Time. Yeah, it's sunset quick. Like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a very Christmassy kind of scene, um, with all these different types of candles and lights. The carol singers. Yeah, almost. Um, yeah. So it's a very wintry kind of scene. It's very very nice. Um, it's chilly. It's cold. Um, but it's 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 a it's a candle lighting. Uh, festival that takes place uh, by the elves and the way I would describe it is you know when you see um, those little fire lanterns when they're put down to the rivers and things like that yeah and then they're, they're lit in like um, Chinese lanterns when they're, they're launched through the air and you can see them all like gliding up and gliding across and gliding out but they just seem to be smaller they're just simple little candles or lamps or lanterns um, and they just they're all around you different heights all just flickering and blinking on and off and there's hundreds of them yeah in this winter garden it's quiet as well there's no music or sound or anything like that and I'll run to ask him what do you think of the garden yeah I just say it's mesmerized <coughs> <laughs> Lauren says it looks beautiful Everyone smiles. So, don't trust. Mm -hmm. Yes. The longest pause ever. <laughs> yeah, he kind of like he, he looks at you, looks at you up and down. Don't trust. Fucking yes. <laughs> it says, "Uh, time for your cleansing, boy." <laughs> yeah, bring it on, bitch. No. Uh, <laughs> Cleanse you with my fist next to your face. Will you accompany me? Of course, my lord. They follow. 
Anybody um, else can follow as I well, I think. It's I up turn, to you guys. I turn to Estelle uh, prior to possibly leaving and seeing uh, Estelle, do you mind... Um, uh, would you mind being... Uh, how do I even word this? This is my, pro this is my trial tonight, wording shit. <laughs> um, would you mind... Okay, babysitting. Not... <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he says, Would you mean, and then switches to uh, Sindarin and says, Would you mean just keeping an eye on Baron and making sure she's okay, please? Yeah. All right. Um, but I'll want to say to Ovrond, um, Is this going to be brief? Because I, you know. Since we're now here, I want I want to see what's been done so far in preparations. Since I learned that you have everything under control, so I want to know what you've done. Elrond stood there and he's listening, and he can speak Cinderin. I'm, I'm not really caring if the elves know. Oh, no, I'm directing to him. I'm saying oh, to him normally. He, I'm not. Oh, really... No, I don't. Well, I don't care if Elrond knows what I said to Estelle or Obi oh. and Nostra yeah, Elf. Do. Trust was I'm definitely doing that for trying not, <laughs> I'm trying not to insult Laron by okay. saying, hey, I'm yeah. going to have Lady Estelle look after you. Like you're a little baby or something. I'm just saying to yeah, Estelle, um, do you mind keeping an eye on her? Yeah, he, Please. Uh, <laughs> he tells you about Elrond, which we just finished your, your talk, and he says uh, to Estelle that it won't take long. Okay. Um, Don't trust just has to make one decision. Alright. Um, should we try to get people into perhaps uh, uh, to put their bags somewhere? <laughs> their rooms? <laughs> that would be helpful. <laughs> um, if you just let me know, I'll start ha having everyone go and find their rooms. Hold on, kind of motions to one side just by using a gesture with a hand. This is just over here. Alright. Um, and what? also the placement of my candle, I put it like overseeing, <laughs> if is it uh, possible, like I'll put it overseeing wherever, you know, like on the edge of the fountain or something, overseeing yeah. where we put hers. Yeah. So just watching on the edge. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Just, uh, yeah. I don't kind of like motions and makes his way to a small little grotto. Um, mm -hmm. Like a small little stone folly. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, like almost like um, um, like a, a, a shrine, to, a, 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 an Atherian shine of Daphne kind of thing, like a stone circle kind of thing. Pillars, um, open-sided pillars, uh, stone floor, a single stone seat in the middle, a stone table, um, with a, a closed pavilion kind of domed roof on top of it. It's quite tall. It's quite. It's tall and narrow. As he makes his way over towards it. He stops just outside. Although there's no actual doors to the place. It's open on mm -hmm. all sides. Um, and he motions, he waves his hands towards the table and he says, choose one. Is he saying this to me specifically? Yes, or? although Estelle can see it as well. And so can Olwi and so can Lauren. Lauren's kind of stood just off one side. Lily stood there as well, going, What's going on? 
What's on the tables? On the oh, table. Is this for Dylan Trust to choose, or is this? Yes, a, choose one. This is that choosing on the stone on the on the on the stone table, outside in the garden. Um, there is a a rock, a piece of branch, a broken piece of glass, and a copper ingot. A rock, <laughs> a piece of wood, a broken piece of glass, and a copper ingot. The copper ingot is not massive, it's a small copper ingot, about two inches long. You are the airbender. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to write all this down really quickly. Okay, there's a rock. Hold a rock. on. Alright. Is this over two tables or one table? One table. One table. It's a stone table. It's a stone altar. Um, there's there's four items on it. Okay. Let's choose one. I can describe them if you want me to describe them. Please. The stone is a normal, normal common piece of rock. Looks like it's probably pulled from the river. The wood looks like a piece of natural tree, um, probably one of the, a branch. Um, it's about five or six inches long, and it's got no leaves on it. It's just the wood. The broken piece of glass is. Uh, it looks like it's a small pane of glass, but it's been smashed into a long, like a shard, um, about three inches long and about two inches wide. Um, it's quite a thick, chunky piece of glass. The ingot mm -hmm. is a copper ingot. A copper ingot. Um, it's about two inches long and about an inch wide. Okay, so you've got a stone, looks like a rock that looks like it's been pulled from the river. You've got a branch from a tree, uh, a thick branch from a tree, a broken piece of glass, and a copper ingot. Just choose one. Which do you choose? I want to turn to him and ask one particular question. Mm -hmm. What is the significance of my choice? I have observed your interest in alchemy. Alchemy takes its form in many paths. Choose a path. Oh, right. Now I totally get this entire trial. Um. <clears throat> Choose one path. Hmm. You tell me what the significance of each item is in terms of alchemy. It's a rock. It's a piece of wood. It's a piece of glass. It's a piece of metal. No, like... I'm assuming each of, like, and this is also Dylan Trask talking, um, each one of these items that he's on, he has on the altar in front of us, um, is significant to a specific school of alchemy. Yeah, pretty much. So, can he tell us which school belongs to what, what item, or is he not allowed to do that? 
Um, I mean, he's asking you to choose either the, the rock, piece of wood, without knowledge of what it leads. A piece of glass or a or an ingot. That's part of the test. Is your understanding? Well, there's only two particular items on that particular table that actually change from one particular thing to another. Whereas the first two items, I would totally eliminate them and say, well, you could see a, a single grain of salt can end up as a boulder. A tree branch can grow from a seed. Glass is something that you actually have to do something to. Whereas the first year is something that are just there normally. And the copper ingot is also something you have to do. You have to forge it in order to make it into something else. So depends his choices you. would be between... It depends the on point of view. I mean, the, the, the stone could be a stonemason. The wood could be a well, carpenter. The glass yeah, could be a glassblower. The metal them, could be a smith. Yeah, you've right. described them differently. You've said that the rock is just a plain... Rock. It's a plain it rock. It's unfashioned plain rock. It looks like it's been pulled from a river. It's just a rock. And you said the exact same about the branch. Like it's the, just the, as if it's been the, cut. The off branch a tree. is a, looks like it's been cut from a piece of like uh, it's a branch of a tree. The glass looks like a piece of glass that looks like it's been broken. Like, like it's it's just a piece of glass, but it's like smashed, like shard of glass. And the metal is just a.